0: Hello, this is Jessica Heron, founder and CEO of the Stell and Dot Family Brands. And this is my brand new podcast, Self Made. Hey, friends, welcome to this episode of Self Made. We are going to talk about you being an extraordinary leader. Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) No one is born as an extraordinary anything, but with intention and effort. You can become extraordinary on what you focus on. You also may be thinking, well, wait a minute, I'm not a leader. And again, I'm going to say this, you are a leader and the world is awaiting your instruction. Whether you want to be or not, whether you think of yourself or not, as a leader, the truth is you influence the people around you every single day in every single way. You don't have to have a title You don't have to be the top box of an org chart. You don't have to be the president of the PTA, or of a sorority, or of a football team, or anything. You don't have to be an influencer on social media with 50,000 followers to actually have influence. You have energy, you have actions, and every single person you interact with, you're leading them in one direction or another. Kinda heavy, right? Sometimes you can think about that and be like, but I don't want to be a leader. Why can't people just do what I say and not what I do? You'll especially feel me if you have kids and you've ever observed them repeating your bad behavior and you're like, "Uh oh, I recognize myself in that one. But it is true. You are a leader. So why not think about how you can be an extraordinary one? I'm going to share with you five traits of being an extraordinary leader And these are actually expanded upon in my book, Find Your Extraordinary, if you're curious and you want to learn more. First trait, be benevolent. Benevolent is a fancy word for be a good person. (laughs) Think about other people. I feel like I'm reading the book, Fancy Nancy, Uh, because when you think about benevolent, you're like, what is that, Buddha? But what it means is you can't lead other people because you want them to follow you, And because you want them to accomplish your goal, you actually have to have authentic interest in other people reaching a goal that is good for them. Now, in order to do that, you've got to go in there into any situation, whether you're again trying to get a sales number accomplished at work or trying to help a group of people achieve their fitness goals or whatever the goal may be. You have to go in there and start by. Understanding who people are, where they are in their life, what motivates them, and why they benefit from accomplishing a shared goal. And by listening to them and asking questions, you will understand the nuance of how to motivate and guide them for their own good. And when people come together for a common cause, that is leadership. That is really powerful. The difference is, it's not your cause, it's gotta be a common cause. And as a leader, you have to think about how other people are motivated versus how you are motivated. So be benevolent. The first step to that is actually know the people you are leading. Don't assume you know them. Don't assume they want what you want and react to what you react, but actually ask. You don't have to be a mind reader, but you could actually say, what motivates you? What's your purpose? What would success look like to you? When you feel really charged up to get something done, what typically happened right before that? How would your life be better if you accomplished this? By asking those questions and then really listening to the answer, you will be one step down the path of being a benevolent leader that helps other people accomplish their own authentic goals. Number two, have more than a work ethic Show a freaking true love of your work. So, you know, if you're the leader and you're trying to rally people to do something, if it were easy to do, it would already be done, right? So, there's a, it's like you're adding value if you're trying to get people to accomplish something that they wouldn't accomplish without you. So, that means there's going to be tasks, there's going to be to do lists, there's going to be things on it that suck or that people don't like or wouldn't naturally show up to do. So how do you get them to do it? Well, you don't get them to do things by telling them versus showing them and making it mandatory and hard versus fun or funny. So if you're able to be this pace car of the race, the, hey, there's a mountain, let's go climb it together. And let's have a really good time along the way. And I'm not just going to charge up, but I'm going to walk side by side. I'm going to walk behind. I'm going to cheer you on. That makes all the difference. So don't expect others to do more then you're going to do. You got to show up, show up, show up. And even if other people only show up 90% or 80% or 50% of the amount of time you show up, you can lead people to achieve a common goal. But remember, for the leader, <laughs> winning a race does mean you sometimes might pull a muscle and you still stretch and show up the next day. It might require a sprint at the finish. It's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be worth it something that's hard can still be fun. And you're the person that brings the fun and brings out the tenacity and encourages it and celebrates with others. Number three, be audaciously goal-oriented. You only get what you go after. So be bold, be specific, and share your goals loud and proud with others. If you want other people to go after this common goal, Paint a bullseye for yourself and your team right on it. Because it's one thing to say, hey, we're going for a hike. It's another thing to say, we are going to summit that mountain by noon and have the most amazing view for this incredible lunch. (laughs) So, and we're going to do it, you know, together. There is a difference between being specific because then everybody can say, okay, I know when I'm done. I know what we're after. That way, if we just said we're going for a hike, one person's version of the hike may be, "Mm, I got to the base, I'm done, I hiked around, I'm out. If you let people know what you're going for and you break it down into something they can track and something that they'll know when they're done, whether it's a number that is a lot easier to hit than a feeling that's subject to interpretation. And when you set something, don't make it wimpy or too far out. I've used this analogy before. I kind of find I use health and fitness analogies all the time because there's something most everybody has in common and we've all had them at one point or another. So when I think about being audaciously goal-oriented, I also think about the balance of making a goal so big it's scary that by very definition of that goal, you've got to shake it up in your head and everybody else's and say, whoa, we've never done that before. What would I have to do differently in order to have different results and actually achieve a goal that seems crazy? That is the kind of thing that makes you say, hey, maybe we shake it up. Maybe we try something new. Maybe we have a new normal and that that new goal becomes something we actually can achieve because it forced us to think creatively or open-mindedly or different and we have a go to market in a different way or we go after this in something so strategically different we're able to produce different results. So that's a really good thing. At the same time, being goal-oriented means you got to break it down into something that you can go after with immediate action. Use this example all the time. If I said in the middle of summer, I want to lose five pounds by Christmas, my next action could be eat a cookie and sit down because the goal is small and it's so far off, it doesn't create any action. So if you can find that audacious goal orientation that shakes people up into a new mindset, yet then also come back with an immediate action goal that builds people down that path, that is the art and balance of being an extraordinary leader. Number four, be positive, be confident, and diminish drama. I can't say this enough. There is nothing positive about being negative and nothing negative about being positive. And you will be criticized as a leader, like just period. If you're going to step out front, you're going to take a, full bullet, a few bullets now and then. Because no matter how pure or good your intentions, someone who's having their own moment of self-doubt or their own you know, struggles is going to point to you because you're vocal and you're out there and have something negative to say. And it's going to make you annoyed and lose a little confidence and lose a little positivity and actually maybe add or participate in drama or focus on the drama instead of going back and saying, no, 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 team, we're going to lead with positivity. We're going to keep our confidence and we're going to go forth and achieve our goals. That's human, right? But if you are truly benevolent. If you really want to lift yourself up and those around you, you've got to find a way to stay calm in the face of criticism and drama and not be led toward the negative. One of the things that you should check, you know, write this down. Just think about your last week and ask, what were the problems? What were the solutions? Did I spend my time thinking about and talking about the problems? Or did I spend my time thinking and talking about solutions. Because what you shine the light on will grow. And if you want to be positive, help yourself stay confident in others and diminish drama, you've got to be solution-oriented, you know, just rigorously, religiously, no matter how much there's a vortex of drama soaking you up in the other direction. Because others pick up your vibe and they're only going to be willing to follow you if you are this beacon of light. And it doesn't mean that you're Know annoying in that direction, as in you make people feel bad if they bring up a challenge, or you bury your head in the sand and ignore obvious problems, or you don't have love and empathy for other people's struggles because that is so real. And other people, in order to get to the bright side and be solution-oriented, they need you to acknowledge that like this is change, this is pain, this is hard. Okay, but what's our goal? Do we see around it? Let's imagine what could happen. What would be a solution for that? When you're talking to someone and acknowledging their struggle, acknowledge it, acknowledge your own and say, yeah, I feel you. I felt that way too. But what I found was when I focused on my progress and my passion versus the struggle, I was able to see my way past it and just take action towards my goal because my goal remains despite the obstacle. And if you stay focused on looking for the opportunity, And not the obstacle, you reach your destination. Another thing, when there are challenges, you wanna make sure that you are never talking about people, just talk to people and help other people do the same. In fact, if you're leading people in a positive, drama-free environment, so all their life force can go towards accomplishing good for themselves and others versus putting too much energy into the wrong bucket of problems and drama... Have the fewest number of people possible involved in a negative situation. Believe other people can resolve solutions. Like I go back again to parenting, like just like the school will tell you, hey, at some point you got to let your kids work out their own drama because that's the only way they're going to learn coping skills. That's the only way they'll develop independence and be able to do it. That is true, especially for adults that you are leading. In fact, treat them like adults. Treat them like you expect them to be growth-minded. Treat them like you think they're capable of resolving conflict. Too often we think getting deep into somebody else's situation is our way of showing caring and love and helping them. But if it is amplifying the time spent on a problem, if it is removing their ability or space to cope and move on on their own, It's really not helping them grow, and it's not a form of diminishing drama and leadership. So just check yourself on that balance between am I helping or am I keeping small someone's ability to cope and roll with it? Number five, be authentic and self-aware. Okay, you need to be you, but you also need to respect other people's individual beliefs, and be self-aware about how they are experiencing you. Sometimes I've heard people use, hey, I'm being real, I'm being authentic, and they use it as an excuse for kind of being a jerk or being negative. And they're like, but I'm keeping it real or I'm keeping it you know, authentic. And sure, authenticity is absolutely amazing. Vulnerability, sharing your feelings, yes, yes, and all yes. However, Where are you people ending up after they've heard from you? Do they feel like they can relate and they have recognized that experience in themselves and then they're in a different and better place and they're able to move forward? Or are people left in a feeling of that was a lot about you. I feel in pain and now I'm really low because there's a difference between therapy and leadership right? So if you are sharing authenticity where you're really struggling, that is a fabulous and real human thing. Okay. I don't even want to call it not fabulous. And I know you're like, what do you mean struggle is fabulous? Well, it is because it's human. It's, it's humanity. And when you struggle, you get strong. And so this may be something that you can't be polypositive all the time, shining the light on others. If you haven't allowed yourself to feel your real emotions, but this is the kind of conversation you have with a life partner. Okay. With a spouse with an actual therapist, when you have struggles as a leader, go to the smallest number of people necessary for a real solution. And oftentimes that isn't other people directly involved in your situation. It's just an emotional support group you have outside of your realm that you're trying to positively influence for a result. Okay. Then if you're the other thing to be super self-aware of as leader is, is this about you or is this about your team? So when you are a leader, you know, it's kind of a lot about you no matter what, because you're the one that's visible, you're the one that is up talking and sharing. And so it takes a real conscious effort to make sure that you actually lead with we and you statements. And by that, I mean, if you're starting a engaging talk with your team, instead of starting a sentence with, I think this, I feel this, I want this. And what about me? Think about how much of the balance of the conversation is about other people. If you could say, so-and-so did this, and she did that, and she felt this way, or he accomplished this, what about him or they or her? You are one of the many. But as a leader, you you might think about uh, I'm first, but that's actually a really dated and inappropriate view of leadership, and frankly, really an effective way to go about leading. It's got to be about the we and figuring out first what is good for other people. And if it's good for them, it is good for me. It should be that way, right? If you have commonly aligned goals, the leader only wins when the people they serve, going back to point number one of benevolency, are winning right along with them. Okay, Now, you're wondering, what's your challenge of the week? Well, you've got one because you are self-made. So first of all, I hope this opens up your mind to really embracing and accepting the responsibility that you are a leader and the world is awaiting your instructions. I want you to write down on a piece of paper the three different areas of your life, personal, family, and business. Now, personal means like you, your hobbies, things you do outside of your family. Okay, family is not, is of course personal to you, but they're two different realms. So just you interacting with your friends or your community. Family is, you know, family. And business is how do you pay the bills? Where do you make money? Now, if you look across each of these three buckets and you just write down, I am a leader and the world is awaiting my instruction. These are the people I interact with. This is my influence on those people. And just in each bucket, write down a few names. Then I want you to think, what is their goal in this realm? Why do they show up to your, in your personal life, your, you know, your um, yoga class or your community group, your book club, whatever it is they're doing. Okay. And your family life, what is it that you have as values as a family and your help helping each other support and accomplish goals in business. How is it that you're accomplishing your objectives and how is it, what's in it for that person? Now ask yourself, what are you doing to help that a person accomplish their goals? And how does your attitudes and your actions as a leader, get them closer or further away from that goal? Ask yourself in the last week where right, you're just doing an assessment back of the last week, Where have you been focused on solutions and where have you been focused on problems? When you've done it, has it been in having an authentic interest in others? Have you been goal-oriented and confident? Have you been authentic and self-aware? And now don't judge yourself because uh, you're human. And so we all get like uh, not a 100% score ever in looking back at this assessment. Now you just go and with intention and self-love, go, okay right? Where do I want to get a little bit better next week? In my personal bucket, in my family bucket, in my work bucket. What of these traits of a leader am I going to hone in on? Don't make it everything. Make it one thing because you can be successful when you get specific. And that is how you build incredible habits and traits and become the extraordinary leader you are destined to be. Until next time, my friend, remember you are self-made. If you think you know another person who's got an extraordinary trait as a leader, share this podcast with them, tag them uh, in a social media post, sharing a link to this podcast and let them know what trait you think they're extraordinary at, because I bet you they don't think they are. And it's really nice to hear from other people. (laughs) And if you think somebody that wants to become a better leader, share this with them too, and give Selfmade Podcast a review wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks, everybody.